Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of getting hit and kind of, you know, getting in that football mode, it, it puts me in a different mode, like running out there, like moving out there kind of just puts me in a different mode and in, in, in a different setting, like a game setting. So I think, you know, uh, you know, moving a little bit, running around a little bit definitely um, pumps me up a little bit more rather than stay, I guess, kind of calm uh, in the backfield. But, um, you know, running around and getting hit, it's, it's of course, going to be um, first time since January, but um, I'm, I'm definitely excited. That's Bears' backup quarterback, Justin Fields. He runs a 4-4, you know. Mark Grody with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, a ton to do in the next three hours. We're about to talk Bears with Chris Emma, but coming up a little bit later on, we will talk about the Chicago Cubs and three key sound bites that I heard today come out of the mouth of the Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer, when he was on the score today on Bernstein and Rahimi. We will talk about the Chicago White Sox in a little bit as well as we continue to sort out and figure out their bullpen, which is just awesome. So that is a fun game to play. I imagine it's a game that we're going to be playing all regular season and into the postseason. What do you do with these big-time arms, the, the White Sox? Sox have and building up to hopefully for the White Sox sake a World Series appearance and maybe even a World Series win so baseball coming up a little bit later on we might circle back to the Bulls the headline tonight Lonzo Ball agrees on a four-year 85 million dollar deal with the Bulls and sign and trade the Bulls going to move guard Thomas Sadaransky Garrett Temple and a second round pick to New Orleans and uh, we just spent the last hour talking about that deal and the Chicago Bulls with Cody Western. If you, if you feel like going back on the Odyssey app right now, taking a listen to it, it is there waiting for you. And then I see this text at 312-644-6767 from the 269. Who cares about the Bulls, Grody? Let's talk about the Bears. Thanks. Let's make it a great show. All right, this is just for you. 219 bringing on my guy chris emma who was at bears camp today in lake forest what's going on emma how are you brother you know if only there was something to talk about in chicago sports i mean the last week's been a whirlwind mark oh man it's been a dream i mean like cubs and socks i would say they're even on the interest scale right now one for a really good reason one for not as good a reason the lonzo ball deal and then the bears are always cooking man Emma, first of all, what stood out on the field today in Bears training camp? Well, it, it all starts with the quarterbacks, right? And, and I think Andy Dalton continued what's been a very good camp for him. And we've heard him in the press conference setting, is speaking with confidence, taking ownership of that quarterback role and himself as the starter. But 
We've seen it on the field, too. Words don't matter in that case. It's about the actions and what he puts forth. And he's looked smart and savvy and like he understands the offense. And it's early in camp. You know, we're a weekend. They just had their first practice last Wednesday. So I guess not even a weekend. He looks like a guy who's very comfortable in this role. And then Justin Fields, of course, with all the intrigue surrounding him, everybody ewing and ahhing with every throw and run he makes. He looks the part. I mean, yeah, he's going to have his rookie moments. He's going to have his mistakes. And times where you say, okay, I know why they brought in a veteran now, but his stuff flashes. He throws such a great ball. The escape ability was on display today. His 4-4-40, which you mentioned before. Like, he's got everything you want to see. It's just It's been really encouraging so far at that quarterback position. And then Justin Fields spoke for the first time today in training camp. He's obviously spoken a couple of times previous to this, but this was his first time at the podium with reporters in person. Was there anything that stood out that he said today? The one thing that really stood out to me, Mark, was what he said about the understanding the offense. He said he's able to step to the line of scrimmage and know in his head how the play is going to unfold. That's a huge part for a rookie quarterback is knowing – how that play is going to unfold before your eyes, which routes your receivers are running, where they're going to be, the timing of everything. That is a huge step. And I love the way he speaks so honestly and candidly about kind of the adjustments he has to make this rookie season and the learning process. I truly feel like everything he says is what he means. It's completely transparent. And this is a big step. This is step whenever in this process. And, And the next step from there, his understanding within each game week what the defense is going to be doing in your head. When you step to the huddle, not only knowing where your guys are going to be, but whether that safety is going to be jumping the coverage in a single high or whatever it may be, when you're up against in a man coverage, it's just this is what you want of a rookie quarterback is understanding what's going to take place. And quite frankly, and I don't mean to pick on him because he's gone now, but Mitchell Trubisky so often struggled with uh, the basics within this offense and then understanding coverages and understanding defenses. Uh, this is different. This is Justin Fields showing off and recognizing uh, what it takes to be successful and putting in the work, spending the last six weeks before arriving to training camp with his head in that iPad and studying every bit of what it's going to take to be great. He talks the talk. He says the right things. I love hearing, you know, what do you say today? Greatness doesn't happen overnight. He puts in the work to match it, and that's really impressive. Based on his press conference today, do you think he's cool with being the backup quarterback to Andy Dalton? I mean, that, that's one where he's probably not as transparent. I, I talked about the honesty of there before, but he wants to start. It's a competitive fire that any quarterback has. Nick Foles wants to start. You can't blame them. You know, that's just natural for any quarterback. Uh, I think Justin truly does understand that his time will come. Like, I, I don't think he's bothered by it. Uh, he certainly knew what he was getting into. The moment that the Bears drafted him, they said, okay, but Andy's our starter. Like, so he gets it. I, I think he's, because there's not been any, any open-endedness to when, uh, you know, what was going to happen, whether it was going to be a competition or not, I think he's able to approach us with a right mindset of, I need to earn this and put in the work to get there. So uh, I think it's for the best. Uh, maybe a competition would push him to some form, but this kid does not need any motivation to be great. And that's one thing that struck me from the moment he arrived to the Bears is, he has the right hand on his shoulders. Uh, I think he's pressing all the right buttons from his end. Justin Fields is definitely the most interesting player in training camp for the Chicago Bears, but maybe perhaps the most interesting words so far have come out of the mouth of the third-string quarterback. That would be Nick Foles. Let everybody know like what the summation of what Nick Foles said today and what stood out to you about his words. 
Well, let me just preface this first from my end. You know, I go into each of these days and kind of, you don't know who you're going to get from the players' uh, side in terms of who the players the Bears are going to bring up to the podium, who you're going to be speaking to. I was told it was three quarterbacks, and I would have never guessed Nick Foles would be my story today, but he made those headlines. He, he was honest. He sounded like a guy who has one foot out the door in terms of understanding he's not going to be the starter, not going to be in the spot. But he also has one foot very much in the building where he's embracing being that third-string quarterback. And it's not just being a great teammate, being the sounding board for the quarterbacks. He kind of put it pretty bluntly. He's like, I can just make these kind of throws that I want because I'm the third stringer. Like, he feels <laughs> obligated to help these young guys uh, put them in the right position. But he's also somebody who's not worried about his reputation with the coaching staff because they know what he is and they're not really giving him a chance here. Uh, so he's kind of slinging it, as he said. He's dicing up the defense, as he put it to us. Um, and then he also spoke candidly about the, the trade uh, opportunities, and he's been paying attention to them. He's already provided his input, he said, to a, a couple trade possibilities with the Bears that haven't taken place. Uh, he wants to be traded. Make no mistake about it. He, uh, you know, He's committed to the Bears right now, as he said, but he wants to be out of there. He wants to get a right opportunity. But more importantly, as he put it, he wants to be with a team that has the personnel and the coaching staff and structure around him. So uh, the Colts certainly fit that box. You know, they check all the boxes that he wants out of that team. I don't know if the Colts want him, though. Now, that's interesting because of the he was professing his love for Frank Reich and what they were able to accomplish in, in Philadelphia. Why, why wouldn't they be calling Nick Foles? I think it's the Carson Wentz effect. You know, this is a guy who they're trying to get him in the right place confidence-wise. Obviously, the injury setback does not help. I don't think Carson Wentz needs Nick Foles in that room. Like, you know, they're friendly. (laughs) It's like this guy again. This dude. (laughs) Nick Foles is a threat to Carson Wentz. He really is. Yeah, the Colts are committed to him. Like, if Carson Wentz was any other quarterback and not ever played with Nick Foles before, it makes a ton of sense. Frank Rank loves Nick Foles. That's the kind of backup you want in that building. It just seems to fit. But Carson Wentz is somebody who needs to get his confidence back in the right place. He was rattled in Philly. They basically chased him out of town. Uh, They gave him up for uh, what really it should have been a bigger haul if he had played up to his standard. They need to get Carson Wentz right, and bringing in Nick Foles doesn't help. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think there's any problem really. What it, it was very robust, the the tone of of Nick Foles. Head. I'll play some of it for the score audience a little bit later on. But honestly, I had no problem with with any of it because what he's saying is is logical. Of course, he wants to be traded. Of course, he'd like to move. Up. He's the third stringer on the depth chart. This is a former Super Bowl MVP, so I guess pardon him for having a little bit of an ego. I think he's he's placed properly based on last year, but I'm sure that this is one of those things that both the Bears and Nick Foles are probably working harmoniously to, to get done, right? Yeah, it sounds clear. That's what Nick Foles said, is that he's had, already has had input on a couple of things that just weren't right for him, a couple of potential trade fits. I'd assume one of those would be the New York Jets who had been looking to fulfill that backup role and Previously not signed Zach Wilson to a deal. They have now. Uh, And Nick said he kind of wants to be around his people. Like, it's not about the opportunity and stepping up in a position of the depth chart as much as being around the structure that he feels he can thrive with. And uh, I don't think the Jets fit that. I can't uh, speculate what the other team would have been. The Colts certainly seem to fit that from his end, but I don't think Nick Foles is what the Colts want, what I said, or as I said before. And, And then the other dynamic, too, of this whole thing, 
I talked about the honesty from Nick Foles, but he didn't quite say everything I wanted to hear about what went wrong last season. His line was, there are a lot of reasons that I can't talk about, to be honest with you. Mm. It's one thing to create something. It's another thing to know when not to speak about something. I want to hear what he feels really went wrong last season because it sure seemed like it was some pointed words through the coaching staff and what they put around him last year. Well, it's not, it wasn't it about pace, like not not Ryan pace, but actually pace of play and him having a little bit more autonomy and ownership of the offense. Wasn't that it? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly part of it. Uh, and then he also spoke when he talked about Frank Reich about how Frank Reich built an offense around him and that's how he thrived. Uh, Matt Nagy did not do that for him last season, and obviously there were a lot of issues beyond just Matt Nagy and Nick Foles that made the O'Bears offense really struggle when he stepped up as that starter, but I would love to hear more unfiltered Nick Foles. Maybe if he would have said that toward the end of the press conference when he really got going, then we would have gotten some sharp words. Oh, no doubt, man. Yeah, no, and he, he was always great to, to talk to this. never been an issue, but now he's, you know... The, putting his chest out there a little bit and and why not it makes it interesting and i i do expect that we we're not going to see him uh once the preseason starts and uh, i think that that's probably be better for for all parties involved at this point um emma what about the the wide receivers because we've been talking about this for a while and we know where alan robinson stands and darnell mooney but I know who I have as number three on my receiver depth chart, but who do you have? I think your number three is the same as mine. It was the guy I saw on the practice field. Two and a half hours practice ended today, and he was working on the jugs machine catching passes. That's Marquise Goodwin. Mm, uh, I'm more Demir Bird, for the record. I'm a little bit more Demir Bird, but but, okay. I, but you know you know I love the speed of Marquise Goodwin, but go on. Uh, I was impressed to see that. That's a guy who long after practice, nobody else was on the field, but a Bears personnel guy was helping out with the jugs machine, and Marquise Goodwin was getting his work, and this is a guy who has never been about uh, the production. It's just been about the health. Like, he needs to stay healthy, and this is a fresh opportunity for him. He's coming off a year away from football. Uh, in theory, his body should be in tremendous shape, and uh, he should be in a position where, you know, he's healthy and and. The bumps and bruises of before are gone, and this is a guy who's going to get that opportunity. I, I see him and Demir Bird stepping into these roles as kind of the three and four, if you will, behind uh, Robinson and Mooney. Uh, special teams is going to play a role from there. Like I, Daz Newsom is probably you know returning from the pup list today. He was limited. Uh, I don't know if he can play special teams. Uh, Bird is probably going to have to do that in some form. And then I think uh, you've tried to round off the depth chart. Maybe there's a six. Uh, the one I'm, that I'm really caving an eye on is Javon Wims, who, uh, you know, he's played special teams. It's why he's on the roster right now, and Anthony Miller is not. But I also kind of feel he cannot have, he cannot have been looking at himself to uh, see Nick Foles out there, seeing a bunch of practice squad level players or guys who are not going to be on that roster. Lining up alongside him, he had to feel like he's on the bubble. Uh, he's a, Like I said, he's a special teams guy. You love that, yada, yada. But he's definitely a guy who's on, you know, on the way out of this building right now. I mean, he's earned that. He's not played up to what the Bears hoped of him. Uh, certainly the incident last season did not mm-hmm. help him at all. He's a bubble guy for sure. And, and I think they got five guys pretty much set for the active roster. It's about whether they carry wins or not. No doubt, man. That is the voice of Chris Emma. Covers the Bears for 670thescore.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chris Emma. So Tevin Jenkins out again today. Did Matt Nagy give any hope that he might be returning sometime soon, like as in the next couple of practices, or no? 
That's a good question. Nagy said that he's trending in the right direction, uh, but coaches tend to not be as transparent about injuries. And uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, watching the offensive line today up close, uh, Tevin Jenkins looks like a guy who's just itching to get back out there. Like, I'm not seeing a guy, especially a rookie, be right up there in these drills, getting in his teammates' faces, encouraging them on. Like, he looks like he's just dying to be out there. Tomorrow at Soldier Field is the first day of full pads, and the pads will be popping. This is when it really matters for Tevin Jenkins. Like, he showed what he can do with technique during the offseason program. He's not strapped on the pads yet, and that's what the Bears are dying to see. Elijah Wilkinson has asserted himself well in that left tackle spot. Uh, Jermaine Fetty's also been missing, so it's an opportunity for guys like Latavius Simmons and Arlington Hambright. Tevin Jenkins needs to get out there and assert himself if he wants to win this role. It's only August 2nd. There's a lot of time left ahead, and the Bears are giving him this opportunity, but uh, he needs to be back sooner rather than later to start making this impression. Oh, yeah, man. I think time is running out because you can't just – a, a rookie coming in to play left tackle needs a ton of work. So if this goes on, like, say, another four or five days – I'm thinking that it will be that guy that you're talking about, Elijah Wilkins, and very well could be the the opening night starter on September 12th. Do you think I'm wrong? I think it's possible, yeah. I, I think I'd probably say Tevin Jenkins is that guy. I think he really want to see him out there. And he's, you know, he's kind of made the kind of impression that they believe he's ready. I think they see him able to step into that role. They want to see more, obviously, with him getting into this training camp mode, uh, suiting up, showing that he's healthy, and then mauling like they saw on film. But I think it's probably still Jenkins. But they like Elijah Wilkinson. And that's the other one, too. If Jermaine Effendi's not getting healthy soon, he's also got a back issue. Uh, I'm sorry, he has the hip flexor. Um, maybe he's the guy who's on the outside looking into a starting spot. Like They need to get that offensive line together and start getting this offense moving with a full complement up front. Have you been able to get a, a good feel for Larry Borum and how he may or may not fit in with the, bull, the, the Bears right away? He looks good, first of all. This is a guy who, you know, he's played up near 350 at times in Missouri. Uh, he looks like he's in tremendous shape. Uh, and that's one thing that stood on. That's when you want to see of a guy who's kind of had those battles before. Uh, and he looks like a physical player. He looks like a guy, certainly the body, the body type is something you want to see, but uh, he looks like he's got that natural aggression. And, and he believes he can step into that kind of role as well. And he's getting that opportunity. We talked about those two tackles who are out. Larry Borm's a guy who's going to be stepping into a role with the second team. And Watch out, you know, if Tevin Jenkins can't get back soon, if Jermaine Fetty remains out, maybe it's Borum getting some first-team reps down the road. Uh, I think he's done everything right so far since getting in with the Bears. Any defensive highlights today? Anybody slamming in the takeaway bucket today out there? You know, it, it was hard to get a true gauge. I was watching the defensive line a little bit, seeing some of those guys in the individual drills. Uh, I'm really impressed by this depth. And the guy I was kind of watching a little bit is Angelo Blackson, who, remember when they signed him, Mark? That was when Akeem Hicks was kind of seen as a potential piece yeah. because it could have been him or Kyle Fuller getting cut. And when they brought in Blackson, you thought that Hicks was gone. Uh, Hicks is there. Blackson is there. Hicks, uh, sorry, Blackson is just a monster. Like, he's six foot four. He's, I think, 320 pounds, and he does not look like he's got any fat on him. Like, he just looks like a mauler out there, too. So you plug him in with that defensive line alongside Hicks, the return of Goldman, Bilal Nichols. You really start to like the depth of this group. Uh, I was just watching the way they went through these drills with new defensive line coach Chris, Chris Rumpf, and uh, you get the sense that they got a really good group, and they feel really confident about uh, the depth they can run through a rotation. So 
Uh, that's one thing that really, I really took notice of today. Yeah, you know, that's good. That's a great guy to bring up. And, yeah, Chris Rump, the new D-line coach, replacing Jay Rogers, who, you know, got a lot of credit for some of the success they had along that defensive line. But do you think about a couple of guys last year, like Brent Urban. It's like, who, who's this guy? And he's out there making plays last year. Roy Robertson-Harris, an undrafted guy, converted to defensive line. He steps up and make plays, makes plays. So Angelo Blackson looks like that type of guy. For whatever it's worth, it seems like, you're, they have been able to be successful in plugging and playing defensive line, which I guess is good for their depth. Yeah, and, you know, Jane Rogers got a lot of credit for that. He's no longer with the Bears. He's with the Los Angeles Chargers. But in the same vein, you got to give a lot of credit to these players, too. And uh, you said it. You lost two key defenders in Roy Robertson, Harris, and Brent Urban, who were really, especially Urban, was criminally underrated with what he brought to that group. Yeah. And stepping in to fill those voids. But Bilal Nichols is more comfortable in that five technique on the outside. You get Goldman back at that new nose position. Uh, Blackson can play inside or out. He's got the frame to do it. I just think their depth is in a really quality place. And it's almost health pending. You know, you, don't, you can't play next man up too easily with that defensive line. But um, I think they got really good uh, kind of quality players there. And you build that up with the rest of the front seven with Roquan and Trevathan. Uh, if you get more from Robert Quinn, obviously, you feel great about your edge rusher position. You feel really good about what this front seven can be with some of these improvements. Great stuff, as always, Emma. I'm looking forward to seeing you out at Soldier Field tomorrow. Home game for us, man. Uh, you bringing the coffee tomorrow? Is that your responsibility? Because I'll go venti cold brew if you wouldn't mind. You you got it, man. If, as long as it's not like one of the $6 <laughs> drinks, absolutely, 100%. I've got the company credit card, so Mitch Rosen and it's Odyssey will be five, paying for so it. It's so we're good. We're good. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, man. Take care. Take care. That is Chris Emma of 670thescore.com covers the the Bears every day, just like I do. And, yeah, the Bears will have a a morning practice tomorrow at Soldier Field, a, a public practice like their family day, limited audience out there. But they're going to practice at Soldier Field for the first time with a lot of the new guys. And the key being this is the first time that they are in full pads. Obviously, they don't go 100% with that. There's some thud where they just they wrap guys but we'll see we'll, we'll see what is allowed tomorrow and if guys are actually getting hit and if there are some standout plays you know that we will report them and tweet them and report about them right here on 670 the score when we return how does justin fields feel about being the second string quarterback and how does he feel about you wearing his Number one jersey. I'm Mark Grody. We're talking Bears. It's next. Oh, oh, and oh, I will play you some of the Nick Foles as well. On Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. There's more. There's more Chicago Bulls news. Mark Grody with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. The Bulls have reportedly signed backup point guard. Alex Caruso, formerly with the Los Angeles Lakers, Caruso to a four-year, $37 million deal, 27 years old. He is a defensive-minded guard, 6.4 points per game, 2.8 assists to go along with that. He is uh, 6'4", and he is known as, he's a hustle guy. He is the tenacity, hustle, defense, very popular with the Lakers, kind of the folk hero status, so you know that will play well with the Bulls. So the Bulls really correcting 
the point guard problem that had existed for the Bulls as in a lack of a point guard because they couldn't quite make Kobe White into a a point guard. Thomas Sadoransky is gone from the Bulls. If you didn't hear earlier, Lonzo Ball agreed to a reported four-year, $85 million deal with the Chicago Bulls and a sign-and-trade and the Bulls in that deal, as I mentioned, Sadoransky goes to New Orleans, as does Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick as well, Sham Sharania, the first to report that from the Athletics. So the, the Bulls now a starting point guard in Lonzo Bull, Ball, Bull, and Alex Caruso, your, your backup. So Bam! there you go. The, the point guard position on paper has been corrected now by Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley. It's like, here you go, Billy Donovan. Get our asses into the playoff next year. We gave you Vucevic. Now you have your precious point guard. You better get it into that six or seven seed next year in the Eastern Conference. No more of this on the outside looking in or squeaking into the playoffs next year for that matter. So good stuff for the, the Chicago Bulls, at least on paper this all looks really good, and we'll continue to talk about the Bulls throughout the night. Who knows? They might make another move. But it is Mark Grody with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, 312-644-6767 is the number. We're talking about the Bears, and you're going to hear a couple of cuts from Justin Fields here in a second, and you will hear some very interesting talk from Nick Foles as well. I do have to say this about what's been going on in camp. I, I'm relieved, actually that Andy Dalton has been really good in camp. The reason I'm relieved is because I'm kind of like you. I, I want to see Justin Fields start. I wouldn't mind seeing Justin Fields. Like before camp started, I, let's see Justin Fields start September 12th against the Rams in prime time. Why not? Let's just get this going from the beginning. We've seen these these quarterbacks in the past. It didn't work with Nick Foles. But to to reduce anxiety a little bit for fans, I think, Andy Dalton has been very good in camp, and he has looked like the starting quarterback. Justin Fields, except for one day, has looked good too. But right now, it's obvious that Andy Dalton has more command of the offense than Justin Fields does. And that doesn't mean that by, you know, as as by next week, Justin Fields, when we know it, we'll see it, um, could have that and could have just as much command and the rudimentary stuff down, getting in the huddle, getting the play call, getting back in the huddle, all of that stuff, it could all happen. But right now, you should just know that Andy Dalton has been the better quarterback and has more command and has looked good. And I know this is like a conflicting spot for Bears fans because, and I've asked the question many times, how will you be watching for Andy Dalton? Will you even be rooting for Andy Dalton? Do you even want him to have 300-yard games because he's a veteran who probably won't be here next year? But I think that you should know that for right now, uh, I think that Matt Nagy and the Bears coaching staff is have said the right things about the development that Justin Fields needs to make before we're going to see him starting in real games. You will see a lot of him in the preseason starting on August 14th when they host Miami, a team that they will actually practice with as well. But there were a couple things that, that stood out that I thought were interesting from from Justin Fields. And don't take this in the wrong way, but most of what he said today was kind of mundane and, and very professional. And he's not letting out a lot at this point in terms of his answers and expanding on things and all that. It's not a bad thing. It might even be a good thing at this point because he knows his place. He is as highly touted as he is. He is a rookie and he, he seems to respect that 
and understand that. That said, I thought one of the more interesting questions was, and, and moreover, the answer that he gave was, Justin, how do you feel about, are you cool being the backup quarterback at this point to Andy Dalton? It's, it's been it's been good, to be honest with you. Um, literally, I'm just trying to, you know, stay positive and just, you know, take it day by day and, and get better. Uh, I mean, Andy's been in this league for, what, 10 years now. So, I mean, he, he knows the playbook like this and that. You know, he's smart. So, uh, he's teaching me a lot. And, you know, I'm just going to, you know, take everything I can and learn from him and Nick. I mean, they've both been in this league 10, 11 years. So, um, just, just having those two guys in the room, room with me, um, I definitely don't take it for granted. So, I'm just going to, you know, be a sponge and kind of soak everything uh, in and uh, kind you know, just just learn everything that that they, that they tell me. And that's kind of been his tone throughout all of this. Like, be patient. And he he knows. Trust me, he knows that fans want him. I mean, he he you can try to avoid social media and being a public person and all that. But he knows what Bears fans want. He knows how popular he is without having thrown a pass. In the NFL, he gets that, and he repeated one of the things that he said to us during OTAs, I think it was, that greatness doesn't happen overnight. So I think he is one of those guys. I think he's being honest. I mean, we don't know or earnest in his words. I think he knows that there's things that he has to learn before he can just completely be freed up and be and not just because you want this guy to be great. Like, you don't want Justin Fields to go out there and be mediocre or be a game manager or any of that stuff. You you drafted him where you did to to be great. So I have learned a little bit of patience over the <laughs> over the last week. I don't know if you guys have, but I have and I and I totally understand that it is difficult. One more cut from Justin Fields and you got to hear some of this Nick Foles stuff. But Justin Fields speaking of his popularity he is seeing that number one jersey pop up all over the place. I'm starting to get used to it now. Uh, of course, it started at Ohio State when I uh, finally like saw other people wearing my jersey. But I mean, it's just cool seeing uh, you know fans wearing my jersey and just seeing the support you know from you know all the Bears fans out there. You know um, them coming out to practice. I know they really enjoy that. So I mean, it was great seeing all those fans out there. Yeah. So so Justin Fields understands it he is a cool customer for sure he like he said back in the otas like he he was built for this to be a a guy in the bright light and that's what it was in columbus ohio and it it's going to be you know it's going to be a larger scale because he's now in the nfl and it's friggin chicago so he seems to handle it well the tone that you heard from him in the two sound bites it just played has been the way he is. And that's the way every time we ask a player to describe Justin Fields, it's always like, oh, man, he's cool, calm, collected. So that's that's Justin Fields for right now. So we try not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But, yes, we all are excited about Justin Fields and what he is doing and be looking forward to seeing him at Soldier Field tomorrow. On to Nick Foles. He, he took the podium today. And talked about a number of different topics, including the possibility that he will be traded. It sounds a lot like he, he's open, or not open to it, that he wants to be traded. And the Bears are cool with it, too. And it sounds like they are working together to potentially make that happen. Um, he's not heard from the Indianapolis Colts, who have their starting quarterback down, Carson Wentz. Remember when, when he was going to be the Bears' starting quarterback? Um 
I like the situation the Bears are in better than the Carson Wentz thing, but that's another story. So a lot, lot of different angles for Carson Wentz, but I wanted to play you this particular chunk from Nick Foles from today. Listen, I'm 32. I feel great. The version of me right now is much better than the version that played in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. And I'm confident in that. So put that through your mind. I know that. I know what this game's about. You have to have the whole package as a team. Like, you have to have everyone in there. You have top-down has to be great. If it's not great, you're going to be mediocre. I've seen it. I've been a part of it. And unfortunately, when you're a quarterback, you got to go through a lot of the, you know, baloney. But that's part of it. That's why we play this position. That's why we grow. Because at the end of the day, there might be some kid that's watching this press conference and they say Nick Foles is a three quarterback and he's going out there and his mentality is to dice up that defense and help his teammates. And that's what I will continue to do till I lace up the cleats for the last time. Uh, that is Nick Foles right there. I mean, look, this he's obviously a team player. He's, from his comments right there, wants to set an example for the kid who's watching a third-string quarterback. But... His tone was, I ain't no third-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the whole thing here. I mean, and there, there's a lot more of what he said, and I don't have time to play it all. But Nick Foles wants to rise on the depth chart, of course. He's a third-stringer. This is a guy who was a Super Bowl MVP. He was the starting quarterback in the Bears-Eagles game at Soldier Field in 2018 and it's a fascinating career the the highs and lows are immense you know i mean comes out and had some good years under chip kelly and he looked like the right guy to run that wacky offense and then he has huge success in philadelphia because starting quarterback carson wentz goes down and all that ridiculousness that went on with carson wentz and Look at him now. He he loses the starting job to Mitchell Trubisky last year in training camp. He then gets the starting job back in the Atlanta game last year and looked like Tom Brady for a game and what he did in Atlanta and then immediately started not looking as good, then got injured, and then ultimately lost the starting job to Mitchell Trubisky again. This year, he's back. After having a chance to be a starter last year, Super Bowl MVP, playoff quarterback, playoff winner, he's the third-string quarterback this year. So I fully expect that Nick Foles will have another life where he is a starting quarterback from somebody, for somebody, and maybe even very successful, but it's just not going to be with the Bears. And there were reasons why he didn't look good last year that were beyond Nick Foles. But it showed one huge issue. And, and he look, he when he quarterbacked for the Bears last year, it was prior to the offensive line being reconfigured. And you had Rashad Coward starting. You, you didn't have James Daniels, and he wasn't there all year last year. But you hadn't moved Jermaine Effetti to the outside yet. Um, I don't think Sam Mustafer had kicked in yet at center. So it, there was a lot of things going on. But it also showed truly how helpless Nick Foles was and, and is when there isn't that offensive line because he is immobile in terms of there there is no elusiveness. He is a you know pure system, protect the quarterback and make sure, for God's sakes, make sure I don't have to be elusive in any way, shape, or form. So it, it exposed that, and, and it's not like we didn't know that. But it, it further showed that he, he needs a lot of help around him to be a 
Super Bowl MVP, to be a playoff winning quarterback. And when those parts aren't all in place, he's exposed to some degree. And you you have to really build it right around Nick Foles. And that system simply was not built for Nick Foles. Who knows what he would have looked like in the reconfigured offensive line when they seemingly got everything right. And uh, but but it, it didn't look right with Nick Foles last year. And I fully expect that a trade will come in in the next couple of weeks for for Nick Foles. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. A couple of text messages here. Uh, Grody. I was going to brag on the Bulls, your Bulls last hour, or your last hour, uh, but they just signed Alex Caruso also, question mark. Ugh, circle back later. I don't think that's a, a bad sign. He is what he is. Alex Caruso, four years, $37 million. He'll be the backup point guard to Lonzo Ball. 27 years old. He's a defensive guy. Uh, 6.4 points per game, 2.8 assists. He stands. He stands 6'4". Um, he's a hustle guy. So, and and another texter asked in regards to this, is this the end of Kobe White? It's an interesting question because right, like Kobe White was supposed to be a point guard for the Bulls. He has been more effective as an off guard and a scoring threat. I still think he can be that. I think that he could still add value off the bench. I don't know if that's too much repetition. Um, it wouldn't be out of – I wouldn't be shocked if Arturis Karnaschovas was to move Kobe White. But, you know, the idea on a team is to put your players in the best position to succeed and whether Kobe White likes it or not. I mean, th- this is it. That he Kobe White is no longer a point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Th- that we know – can he handle or do the Bulls look at him as a specialist in that Jamal Crawford type of role where he's coming in and flinging up shots in high volume, which at times he was really effective at. I mean, there are there were times last year and in his time with the Bulls where Kobe White has been the best scorer on, on the court. And one thing about Kobe White, too, is that no matter what happened with Kobe White throughout games, if he was having a poor shooting night, if he wasn't distributing well as a point guard, he made big shots towards the ends of games. Like, he hit some big threes and has been, is unafraid to take them. So he's a guy who, even though he might not start, he could be on the floor at the ends of games, and I was comfortable with him in that regard. He is a scorer, and I would suspect that he will continue to get better at being a scorer, and he's a guy, again, who, who can hit big shots at the ends of games. Um, you know, the Bulls, the, the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands the most at the ends of games will continue to be Zach Levine and, to a lesser degree, Nikola Vucevic. Um, and who knows about the progression of Patrick Williams, but Kobe White is a guy who I was not upset about him, no matter what his game was, big threes, big shots at the ends of games. But it is interesting what the Bulls are building, and they are building, they are point guard USA. That's what the Chicago Bulls are after we furiously talked about a lack of a point guard last year. I'm Mark Grody. If you want to get a call and you want to talk about the Bulls or the Bears, 312-644-6767 right now would be a good time to do it. I'm Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I know that uh, right now you're in a really good groove from the three-point line, but you also have shot free throws really well lately. Is that something that you feel like you've made progress on? Uh, Definitely. 
you know, I, I, I know I know I can shoot the ball. Uh, it should be, you know, pretty normal for me moving forward, I feel like. And uh, free throws, you know, me and Fred put a lot of time in. So, you know, I know I can make them. It's just about getting to the line at this point. That's Lonzo Ball with his former team, the New Orleans Pelicans. Lonzo Ball, now a Chicago Bull. Welcome back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm Mark Grody here with you until 10 o'clock tonight. We will get into the Chicago Cubs at the top of the hour. We will have some White Sox talk as well. And yeah, the the Bulls, though, agree on a four-year, $85 million deal with Lonzo Ball to sign and trade. So Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick going to New Orleans. So you have a starting point guard, obviously legit. The Bulls also have a backup point guard, Alex Caruso, four years and $37 million. He is a defensive-minded player. So what will now become of Kobe White? 312-644-6767. Let's go to Rob in Michigan. Hi, Rob. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Fantastic, man. I love your all the stuff you do on the score. Thanks, Way man. too bacon, everything, but, but I'm just telling you right now, you guys are uh, you guys are getting rid of Kobe White way too soon. I mean, that dude can play. I know he's been injured a few times, uh, obviously a lot of the times, but still, you're bringing in the guy. Who was the guy you said they brought in but not uh, Lonzo Ball? Who was the other guy? Alex Caruso. Played for the Alex Lakers Caruso. last year. Backup point guard. Yeah. Defensive minded. What has he ever old. done? What has he ever done? What has he ever done? Anything? What has he ever done? Well, I mean, he's a he's a good point guard. You know what I mean? He's a good backup. And and look, he he is Rob. He's not being brought in here to be a starter. You know, he he's a he's a backup guy. He's a depth piece. It's this is a not a big deal signing, but it it does make you wonder what will become of Kobe White. And Rob, you don't seem right. to like it at all, do you? No, no, I don't. I mean, I, don't, I never heard of him. Why not bring in a guy like Ish Smith? You know, what Ish Smith? You know, he can he can play basketball too. But I mean, Kobe White, give him a chance. Let him work through the problem. He's going to be an All Star someday. Probably not for Chicago though. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. And Rob, thank you for the call. Um, and the Kobe White, what we know about Kobe White is that he can score. The Bulls have tried, and yeah, he's he's still incredibly young, and there's still a chance that Kobe White will be a legitimate. He could still be a star in the NBA, for all I know. But they've given him all sorts of chances to be a point guard, and it, it just so far it hasn't worked. And it would appear that Arturis Karnaschovas has said we're done with that. That Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso are our guys. Um, it doesn't mean that Kobe White won't still be a big part of this team, perhaps coming off the bench. And again, like I said before the break, being just a guy who comes in and heats it up and and can shoot big threes and make big baskets for you at the end of games. But I, I can't wait until this all becomes official so we can presumably hear from Arturis Karnaschovas just to maybe try to read between the lines or infer from anything that he's saying what the role might be for Kobe White, or could it be that Kobe White is on the, the trade block next? I don't know, but it, it certainly does make you wonder about what is next for Kobe White and precisely how we see how the Bulls see him, or maybe we're seeing that 
right now that they are they are out on him as at least as a as a point guard. Uh, Grody, this just into Bulls related news: the Rockets sign Daniel Tice to a four-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. So Rockets got Daniel Tice, former Bull, now. All right. Um, not surprising that he's not back with the Bulls, not because he wasn't good, but just because there were going to be teams that were hungry for him. We all found out, we all learned about Daniel Tice and that he fit right in and he is exactly the kind of guy that you you want on his that you want on your team. So good job there by Brandon Fryer to jump in and let us know that Mr. Tice is gone. But the Bulls do have Lonzo Ball. They do have Alex Caruso, and we'll continue to talk about it. But I do want to get into the Cubs and three things that Jed Hoyer, president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs, said today on the score to Bernstein and Rahimi. We will try to sort out the Chicago Cubs. We will do that next. I'm Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.